Welcome to Orophonic, a podcast about Podfic. This is episode 23, and we're in New York City having a conversation with a group of Podfickers. Today, we've got myself, Jenna Pod, and... Pedica, Bessie Boot, Rena Jenkins, and KLB. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Hi. Yay. Hello. We're all in the same place. It's amazing. <laughs> and we have a guest with us. <laughs> He's very excited. I guess we're going to start off with some news. Sign up for ITPE if you haven't already. It's open now when this podcast will be posted. Today's episode is about... At VividCon, Hollywood Girl did this really awesome vid that was created from bits of her vids throughout the years. Um, she had, like, pieced together them and kind of created this self-portrait of herself as a vidder and, like, herself over time as a vidder. And, and it was to a song that was like, this is my hand. Yes. Um, and I um, I got to speak with her for a couple minutes after. I just told her how cool it was. And she said, you know, you really learn a lot about yourself when you look back over your body of work like that. You kind of notice things about yourself you never notice when you see, like, not only the journey, you know, but, like, just, like, who you are and, like, what appeals to you. You find pieces of yourself. So that's when I started thinking about this and... They were talking not just about, like, the kind of stuff they do, but, like, how it changed. And that was really interesting to me because... I can say something that I definitely, like, looking across my body of podfic work, especially having just recently gone over a lot of my podfic stuff to try and pull out uh, clips for the love fest for podfication. So I, especially when I was, like, younger as, like, a teenager or whatever... I never thought of myself as either a funny person or a person who was, like, good at comedy or humor particularly or whatever. I was, like, known in high school for famously being, like, having no sense of humor. Really? And so it's really striking to me looking back at a lot of my podfic now that a lot of the stuff that I've done that has gotten, like, the best and, like, widest good feedback and stuff has been stuff like octopus in text from cephalopods and stuff that is really just, like, about, like, comedic timing and stuff, which is, like, not a thing that I ever would have thought of, of, like, oh, yeah, like, that's one of my strengths. But, like, a lot of the things that I've gotten really good feedback on have been, like, really exuberant, funny parts. This is my (laughs) strong personality. Yeah. That makes me laugh a little just because when I think of... I've had a couple identities of, like, what I think I did. You guys jokingly said that, like, my, I guess... You hate Joy. Yeah, that yeah. I hate Joy, or what Marissa coined me as the angst muffin. Yes. I use that a lot. But when I first started Podfic, I would have said that comedy was what I, I was good at. Mostly because I think the first Podfic that I made that I felt super proud of my performance in was from Adam to Chris. Or Chris to Adam, I can't remember which order. Uh-huh. But it was like the American Idol one where they were making like from the Justin, from Justin to, Kelly. to Kelly. Yes. And it was quite funny. And like I also did things like Husband Revealing Magical Lemonade. Yeah. And, yes. And I love that one. Yeah. And so I felt like I did comedy really well. And kind of the thing that I sometimes think I do more now is like, really kinky stuff but I'm super self-conscious about the kinky stuff that I do and I'm like currently working on like 160k series are you doing the the panel one where there are sex slaves in space no no I'm doing the uh Steve Tony one where they're also sex slaves in space right the the kinky Steve one right yeah we're like oh okay yeah I think of you, like, you've been doing, like, kinky Steve Rogers podfic for, like, a few years now, I feel well, like. Well, I did the first one for ITP. Right, no, because that's the one that I really over, associate yeah, with. Yeah, it's been yeah. over a year. And, like, I did a kinky one for as far back as American Idol. I think the thing is, for me, getting into my, like, upbringing and mindset way more mm-hmm. than people necessarily care about. <laughs> but, like, I came from a pretty prudish family, mm-hmm. but not, mm-hmm. like... We were okay, like, talking about sex in very clinical terms, 
but not in any personal terms. So it was okay to talk about, like, the theory of sex, but never as applied to a person. Well, I mean, I always, I kind of have, like, a mental list of, like, people I'm friends with in fandom, fandom who I think of as, like, the recovering repressed Catholics okay. and like and you definitely go on that, that list. That is a million percent like, like, uh, you, you are kind of like number one on that I'm list. I'm like the poster child of that. Um, and it was actually really helpful because my roommate is one of those too. But anyways, mm-hmm. so I recorded lots of sexy fic, but I didn't personally find them sexy, so it never like occurred to me because yeah. it was still that clinical side, whereas kinky stuff I do find hot. And so it feels like so revealing when I post it, even I though like. I remember you talking about that years ago, saying yeah. like you did a ton of porn, but you never did yeah. anything that you found yeah, like that, that, that turned you on. Yeah, and so when I finally do post one, that it feels like oh my god, everyone's gonna know everything about like my sexual preferences. <laughs> Except you're hiding it under a big pile of everything. I know, else. Yeah. So it's like, totally it, it's, okay. It's not a logic thing, that is for <laughs> sure. So I think as I've like come to embrace that more, I've come to like it, but it still feels very huge over my head that I'm working that I've done a number of pretty kinky things, and one of my big projects currently is kinky, but. I definitely live up to the angst muffin <laughs> joy. But I mean, one of the things that I love about stories in general is when they can get a strong emotional reaction from me. And making me cry is like my gold standard. Mm. See, I'm the opposite <laughs> of that. I want something where I'm reading it and I'm like bodily reacting to it. When I record, I'm laying on my stomach and I'm recording on my mic, right? And I'll start clapping my feet together. That's the kind of thing I want. And I do, I definitely like, do it for happy like, things like, too. Like just joy squeeze sort of deal? I want like a, I'm grinning so hard my face hurts and Aww. it takes yeah, me I, a like, second I, to realize I, that I, that's I, why my face Definitely hurts. some of the fics that are like immediately go on the long list of maybe want to pod fic this one is like anything where I read most of my fic these days on my phone and mm-hmm. anything where I like have to like put down my phone or like set it beside me so I can just like make, make like a physical face. like yeah. like I, I just like I have to like hide my face in my pillow or whatever for a minute or so yes. because, because it's like so like oh my god it's so it's such an intense it's gotta like, be like yeah I absolutely know what you mean but it's gotta yeah. be like that really visceral emotion that reaction. was entirely why I ended up recording some assembly required I actually, like, I was on a freaking road trip with my entire family as we went to Virginia for a wedding, and I was reading that fic on my phone or whatever, and I was, like, squirming and squealing and laughing so much, and all of my family's like, what are you doing? And I was just having, like, such a physical reaction to it that if I had not been going to a hotel with my entire extended family, I would have recorded on the spot. That gives me two thoughts. My first thought is, because now we're talking about, like, what is it about a fic that that gets you? Mm -hmm. And so I have a thought about that, which is, to me, it's something that I'm like, I want to think about this more. And it could be I want to think about this more because it's a really amazing idea that I, like, want to integrate into my life. That was this really long pod fic that I did, the superhero clan one, Mm -hmm. uh, All the Other Ghosts. I was like, I love the way this character thinks. I love all the ideas in this. I want to read over this and listen to over this. I want like this to become a part of who I am. And so I want to spend, like I spent like two years or whatever working on that. But also just like anything, like a lot of the little um, Patty Holtzman ones, I just like, I want to think more about this character interpretation. So yeah, so that's what it is. It's not just the emotional reaction, although that often comes with it. It's the like, there's more here and I need to spend more time actively engaging with it in order to pull everything out of it okay. that I want from it. I, I definitely, mean, definitely branching out directly from that. Actually, the podfic that I like just submitted a clip of for the podfication love fest was I had this like sort of very surreal experience where it was actually a fic that had been specifically written for me, like gifted to me for my birthday from a friend who knows me quite well. And I like loved it, obviously. And I was recording it as a ITBE treat for someone else who I was like, oh, I've been wanting to record this as a pod fic and like, you know, this person, it would totally fit in perfectly with their requests. And like, so I was, did it. And I'd read that story many, many times because it was a birthday gift for me and I loved it. But, like, it wasn't until I recorded it and then 
listened back to the recording while I was editing it. And then when I listened to like the final fully edited pod fic, that I realized that I had pulled out an interpretation in the text that I had not realized that I had that actually kind of went counter to how I had like previously thought I had interpreted the fic. And I didn't realize it until after I listened to the finished pod fic and I was like, oh, oh, I didn't even, that didn't even occur to me. And I like, and I told the author, who's my friend, um, who wrote it for me, like she listened to the pod fic and she was like, that was awesome. I totally hadn't thought of it that way either, but it completely makes sense when you listen to the pod fic like, that way. Did I. <laughs> right. So that was just like this really interesting, like, I have no idea if anybody else will like get that if they don't like know the characters or whatever, but I was just I, I That's really cool though. It was like a like really a interesting revelation experience. after Yeah, because exactly. it's something that's coming out super organically when you're right. recording. Well right. I feel like I've said this before um, when talking about the processes, but everyone groans about editing, and I've always loved editing. I mean, I hate the amount of time it takes, right. but I love editing because, to me, that's when I do my processing. You know, if I'm mm. like, I want to understand this story more, and I sat in a room and I read that story aloud, I wouldn't, because I would just be like, try- I would. I don't know, somehow I'm too in the moment to be reflecting mm-hmm. on it too, or I'm too self-conscious about like, am I getting this down? And like, how does my voice sound or whatever? Mm -hmm. So it's when I'm listening back and I start editing together and I pick the takes that I want and I put them together in a row and I feel that emotion build, which just happens in a different way when at least the way I edit, because I'm spending like 10, 20, 30 minutes on this like 30 second to a minute long chunk of the story, listening, tweaking, re-listening, tweaking. That's when I'm like, now I understand the story. Like sometimes to the extent that I'm like, I would re-record that differently because I never understood the story till I heard my own voice read it back to me mm-hmm. and heard what was in my voice in that moment. And and now I get how that, where that character was. Yeah. That, I think some of my more like emotionally, like, I don't know, revealing pop fics have always have been the ones that are cold reads. I will pick a fic based on the summary. And also my trust in the author, right? And then, like, the tags and stuff. And every so often it's like, you wrote the best summary ever. A plus for you. I'm just going to go straight to this. And I kind of feel like the ones where I'm not rereading and going back a second time and then, like, okay, now I'm thinking about performance stuff. Those are the ones where it's just like, this is my knee-jerk reaction to what's happening in the story. And that comes out in my voice. Like, for the pinch hit that I did do where it was, like, Here's some surprise amnesia. Bucky's anguish is my anguish. That yeah. is my reaction to what's happening right there, you know? Oh, yeah. um, and then there's a couple other ones where it's like, all right, this is great. Maybe, I, I don't know if I delivered like this line to the greatest effect, but that laughter in my voice is me straight up cackling at yeah. what's going on mm-hmm. here. So. I mean, I think, I do think there is something very like visceral about your like, initial reaction to a fit because like i was just when you're saying that i was thinking about when siri and i released that fic a couple of years ago it was like a super epic long hockey fandom fic and there were a bunch of like really emotional scenes and for one of the emotional scenes somebody who we're friends with actually like seen us talking about this fic and we're waiting to read it and waiting to read it and it finally got released and she was reading it, and she actually recorded video of herself reading, oh. like, one of the most emotional scenes. And, like, she wasn't reading out loud, but, like, it was, like, she face. was, like, she was, she took video of, like, she's, like, this this video is from, like, when I started at, like, this line here. And, like, you can kind of tell when she's gotten to, like, the different parts, because, like, you can see her face react, and then she goes, <gasps> And then she, like, starts crying, and it's just, like, it was so... It was not a silent video, but it was not a pod fic. She wasn't reading the words out loud, but it was so... Her reacting to Yeah, like, hearing and seeing her, like, visceral reaction, reading the text for that first time, being able to see that was, like, really, like... We'd written those words, but it sort of made me experience it anew to, like, see her react with that. And I feel like with a cold reading of pod fic you're getting that same sort of right. visceral first reaction. You do lose out a little bit on what is the best way for this character to interpret it. So this is giving me some but really interesting thoughts because there's almost like two things happening at once. 
when you were recording a podfic, right? You're living the character's journey and you're living your journey, right? Right. Yeah. And so a cold read, you might live your journey a little more authentically, but the character's journey a little less so. Right. But you always kind of have both of those things in a podfic. And I think the different podficking styles that people have show like which of those they most care about getting down. So now I'm thinking about my own style because I always do my first record, but I don't do a single take. So you you can kind of tell my priorities there. Like I, I hate re-recording and Mm -hmm. even (laughs) I recorded something recently. The sound quality was awful. I went to re-record the entire thing. I listened to it and I didn't use it. I threw it out because I was like, I'd rather have bad sound quality and have my first time reading this aloud. But when I do it, I do a bunch of takes of each line. So you're more meticulous about like each individual interpretation. So when you actually get the final product, it's got a little bit more of that character It's got both ingredients in there. So I've always got my first take of each line, my first time I've ever said those words out loud. You've, you've got but the I, option of the first take right. every time. But I also always have, the, if I don't trust that my first mm-hmm. take really got it, I have like two to... 20 additional <laughs> of me trying to get that so, line. That's what I that, do. That's exactly what I do. Well, and that's so interesting comparing that with something like Marissa, because you still I um, edit as you go, yeah. right? I go straight through, and when I'm done, I'm done. I think. As does Dodie. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, always have this conversation. I, there's a part of me that, like, thinks I would actually release a lot more podfic if I did edit that way, but because I, I record those. on Windows, not okay. Mac, it's a lot harder to do that okay. in Audacity than it yeah. is in GarageBand. Audacity seems like a bastard I think sometimes. I think it's proof looking at all the people who do record as you go, it's prolific people in general. Like, it yeah. must... It, you I mean, and Penny and yeah. Dodie. Like, but I get did. something out of the way that I yeah. do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I tried it. Like, when, when I get it. to dialogue, that's the ones that I retake, I'm realizing. Okay. And those are the ones where I'm more likely to, to use the last take. I might use the first one and be like, oh, wait, I actually got it and just didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Or I'm likely to use the last one that's like, you know, a while in. But the rest of it, I want just my, I want to get me and my mm-hmm. reaction. But yeah. when it gets to the words the characters are saying, I want to, like find what they're saying you want it, it might to be the character i might not find it the first time that i say it because i'm still being me and not like being them enough and yeah. that's that's a point that i really feel because going way back i best said like she listened to that podfic and got like a different interpretation yeah that i didn't even realize i'd yeah. gotten that interpretation so i've had that happen a couple times but generally it's always like shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> And a lot of the times because, like... Shit, like, and this is shitty, or shit, like, oh, crap, I just had a realization and I didn't like it. No, shit, like, this is shitty. Okay. Um, <laughs> because it's not... I, I don't generally find, like, the hidden meanings. I have that happen in other people's podfix a lot, where it's like, I, I missed that when I read it, now when I've listened to it, or I'm on my third listen, and I missed that the first two times I've got it. Like, mm-hmm. I have that with other people's, but when it's my own, and actually, the Steve Tony kinky one that we were talking about is the one that happens to me the most on where the author the way she writes things is just not my natural progression of thinking and because like going back to what KLB had said sometimes when you're reading you're just like kind of in it and you're not analyzing it as deeply that I'll just read the line and I don't always realize like wait that doesn't mean what you just said like you said the words but you didn't convey the meaning of the words correctly because you were just getting through it and it's not how it naturally falls in for me so there's been a couple of times where like I'll go and read it and inevitably it's like after like quite a few listens just something about the writing doesn't drive with how I tend to think about things mm-hmm. that it leaves me with this like oh shit like and I want to go and re-record it but by that point like right. first of all I also hate re-recording <laughs> yeah <laughs> so even if I caught it before I posted it there's a good chance I post it anyways but certainly once it's out there, like, I'm generally not going to go back and re-record it. Yeah, like, there's certainly those things where it's, like, in the moment, you're just, like, kind of reading it. And that's one of the reasons why I can be interested in talking about, like, like the acting behind it. Because that's not something that I've necessarily researched that much. I just kind of went into it and read it how I felt it should be read without much thought into it. Mm. But one of the most emotional reactions that I gave... Was never saw the light of day because it was for my theatropod project that completely fell to pieces. But it was a multi-voice one. 
And so while the other people were reading their lines, I was looking at what my character was about to say and thinking the thoughts that he would be thinking while this conversation was happening. So when my when it came from my turn to say the lines, I knew what it was there. And I've tried to recreate that when I'm recording on my own, but it doesn't work as well because I have to jump from one mindset to another mindset, and I'm not a strong enough actor to have really... It's, it's a lot harder to do when you're less focused in on one single character's POV. Yeah. yeah. So I would really love at some point to do like a really, truly multi-voice one where like, and I've been involved with, I've seen some of those happen. I've been in the room when it happens a couple of times. And sometimes oh, you have? <laughs> Anyways, but I haven't, I haven't done too many. In reality, I've, most of the multi-voices that I've done have been alternating POVs, and you just read your POV. One of the things that I'm, I would like to try again is... So, I usually when I'm cold reading stuff, it's for small parts when we're doing, like, a group pod fic at, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, a convention, and I'm reading a character who has, like, five lines or whatever, you know. And, like, that's fine. But other than that, probably my most... A notable uh, released it out there on the internet instance of cold recording is my drunk pod fix. Yes. yes. <laughs> Which was totally cold, but not. But also but some other stuff. <laughs> but I was reading it, and so I've never actually. First of all, I still want somebody to go back and verify that I was the first person to ever post drunken pod because <laughs> I think I was, but certainly, I don't have. Certainly, I think once we used the term pod fic, I can't speak for like pre two thousands. But we had discussed it on Podfic Bingo before you posted that. Is that true? Because I I remember the first round of Podfic Bingo, I proposed it, and then we had to like finagle it because you were like, I can't require someone to drink if they're (laughs) like, (laughs) we're like in some other way not comfortable. Yeah. But I think I was the first person to to actually post drunken Podfic. I've never. Yeah. Well, or involuntarily. <laughs> All of my oh. drunk podfic has been, like, covert. Like, you wouldn't know that I was yeah. drunk. <laughs> and, like, and the, the thing about that podfic is that, like, I've never actually gone back and re-listened to the whole thing. But I got a fair amount of comments on that that are, like, you know, you are clearly really smashed, but I'm actually really impressed by, like, how little you're messing up here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I do not edit it at all. You messed up less on that drunk pod fix than I do on my average pod fix. <laughs> I mess up less when I'm drunk, if that yeah. helps. Maybe she messes up more when she's sober. I'm just saying. I could. Uh-huh. I mean, I also generally uh-huh. just, like, I'm used to reading stuff out loud, and I can often go long times without messing up, depending on the thing. But... Unless they're an author that writes a sentence that's five freaking lines long. Right. Ugh. Well, yeah, if I'm, if I'm like, podvicking something that fucking Jen, one of the million Jens, but, like, I'm podvig multiple you. things. Yeah. Not you. <laughs> I represent all no. Jen of The million Jens in fandom. No, um, paperclip bitch, I've podvigged multiple things for her. And, like, I love her writing, and I love her as a person. I've, like, baited her fic before and stuff, but she uses such fucking long sentences. I have an entire series of outtakes from one of my podfics that I recorded of her fic where it's literally just me, like, cursing her entire familial (laughs) lineage, being like, use punctuation, Jen! Do you ever find yourself sticking punctuation in there if the author didn't intend? Absolutely. Because I will do that. I will start pausing where I think comma should... Yeah. And it's I mean, now like, actually like, messed up my writing because anyone who looks at my writing is like, you should use like at least half as many commas, commas as you have in here. What is wrong with you? And I'm like, look, I have asthma and I need a lot of places to breathe <laughs> when I'm recording. I sometimes find myself, because I have done a fair amount of beta work mm-hmm. on fix over the years, I actually sometimes, depending on the fic, will basically do like light editing on it as I'm reading, where I'm like, oh, there should be, like, a word in there. And I just, like, you know... And on the flip side of that, I feel like... Slip it in. One of my strengths as a beta is I'm always, like, this sentence would sound better if you put the word that in for the sake of rhythm. Right. It's always, like... Uh, and, and then, like, the, the only only beta people that I'm, like, really close friends with, so they kind of know where mm-hmm. I'm coming from, but, like, I feel like I have just this extra, like, in my pocket, like, I'm a good rhythm beta because, yes. like, 
I read it out loud. I've read so many things out yeah. loud that I know how that's gonna like come off if someone says it out loud. Yeah. This, well, yeah. I think yeah. some people in their VP statements do say that like if you need to make edit it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a thing that sometimes shows up in blanket statements. But, but pretty rarely. If you had asked me a year in, I remember this moment. I thought of myself as someone who's somewhat like fearlessly podfic porn back at the time when like <laughs> you had to be a little bit fearless to podfic. Like a lot of people were still very comfortable with being like, well, I podfic stuff, but obviously only stuff that's like PG, right. you know? Yeah. I remember my first porn. I had like, like a reader's note at the end that was like, don't hate me. <laughs> like, like putting the word obviously in there yeah. though, like as yeah. if that was an ex- expectation that we would all share that like right. you just don't podfic the porn. And my first podfic was Kratom Knife Play. So I sort of like jumped in the deep end and fun fact, which I have said before, but I was like trying to really get into it with my first podfic. I wanted to be good. So I like took a knife out of my drawer <laughs> and I just like held it in my hand while I was reading it. Like trying, like I didn't do anything like except for like hold it and be like, okay, here is a knife. And I'm reading this knife play. How very Shakespearean of you. It's like, this is going to get me into the moment. Did it help? Um, I don't know. I only did it the one way, so <laughs> it, it was like my it was like my safety blanket knife. You know? It was like it was only it was the ten minute pod fix, so I yeah, wasn't so yeah. like spending hours with it. Anyway. I like that though. I want to do stuff with props now. Well, go for it and tell me how it goes for you. So I mean, that being my first one, I thought of myself as someone who was like do it would do the NC seventeen stuff, mm-hmm. and so in. Kratom fandom, that was it. I really loved doing the sex scenes. And that's, I think, kind of where I was in fandom at that point. I was in this place where, like, one of the things I got most out of fandom was just, like, that freedom to explore sex scenes. And, you know, Mm. I didn't really read, like, published romance, so that was, like, some of my first time, like, reading sex scenes and just being, like, people are just talking about this (laughs) on the page. And it's, like, interesting. And it's, like, this, this view into, like people's thoughts and minds about this that like it's not something that I'm talking about with my friends to that level of intimacy you know anyway so that was what I was exploring and what I cared about and then we went into bandom I by we I mean shining artifact and I who were friends both went to bandom at the same time and I read forever now and for some reason like I thought this would be perfect for her to podfic. This story forever now would be perfect for her voice. And she's the one who does like the sort of like sweet, charming stuff. And I'm the one who does like the dirty, dirty porn. <laughs> but her first podfic in that fandom was a Bexless. It was like a porn one. Mm-hmm. And everyone immediately zeroed in on that and loved that from her. And I was like, that was my niche. Like, <laughs> And I was like, and then she wasn't interested in Forever Now. She was doing other stuff. So I was like, I guess I'm going to do this one, even though I feel like it's really out of character for me. And so I do this super earnest one, you know, that's like not, that there's like no sex in it at all. And it's very, I don't know, it's very like emotional and sweet and like. Um, the flip side of what and I've been doing. The flip it's, side of what I've been doing. Yeah. And I feel like to this day, that's the kind of pod ficker that I think of myself as. Like mm-hmm. when I go through a fandom, now I'm always like, I want the ones with like the earnest, big emotions, sweet stuff. Like I still will do some, some NC-17 stuff, but I've kind of gotten to the point where I don't know that I have that much more that I'm interested in exploring in that realm. So now that like earnest and like you can even see in my taste in TV shows like Girl Meets World. Okay. But like that like the Girl Meets World television show with like the big earnest emotions and like the sweet lesson and like, you know, the characters just being like trying hard and being like the best versions of themselves while still being flawed. <laughs> like that's now my thing and has been ever since. And then when you guys were talking about the humor, I realized that like once I fell out of my fandom, my last fandom was Glee, and once Glee ended, and there was no big earnest thing that I like cared so deeply about and wanted to like pour my heart into like 
I started going for the light funny stuff and that's what I've been playing with in like the year or two since Glee ended a lot of like that Brooklyn Nine-Nine one or like this mm. this sort of like funny Swan Queen one but just a lot of this like because I don't have these strong deeply fanish feelings now I'm going for I the humor and I've been really enjoying even though I don't think I'm great at it I've been enjoying those moments when I make myself laugh while yes. editing I and think like so the, that's been really fun for me. I think it's definitely, I'll laugh while I'm reading the story, and I'll smile a little bit when I'm listening to my own podfic, but, like, that moment when you do actually make yourself laugh while you're listening, like, that's that's a two-thumbs-up moment for me. <laughs> I, I only have a couple where it's like, yeah, this story really affected me where I was laughing, but there's a couple that I've done for myself that are, like, I will smile so hard listening to this one, no matter what mood I'm in. One of them is a Bones SGA crossover where uh, John and Booth were uh, snipers together. <sighs> and then Booth shows up on an away team at Atlantis. And just that like reunion moment right there. It'll be five years since the last time I listened to that. And I'm still going to have that same visceral reaction. And I think it's it's eight minutes of Podvik. But I, I consider that one one of like my most emotional kind of things because I still get that reaction. You know what one always makes me react that way is the one that we co-recorded with Sam and Blaine uh. doing like <laughs> like sort of like friendly DS. Yes. Like well I'll tie you up if you want to. <laughs> okay. Now yeah. let's listen to some nice music. <laughs> that one always makes me smile like that. I'm more likely to get that from listening to other people's especially since I'm friends with a lot of pod fakers. So sometimes like Depatty's amazing for that because she does a lot of funny stuff and I'll just like put on her podfic and like it feels like wrapping a blanket around yeah. myself and like getting hugs but I, mean, I don't do it as much for mine it's interesting I just want to go back a little bit because like I was thinking about what you said KLB about like turning points right in your like catalog of work mm -hmm. I, I was thinking back on my early podfics and I was looking at them and they were all like sort of serious slash sad-ish. Um, one of the really early ones I did um, was, like, uh, Theories About Nuclear Winter, which is, like, a very serious Calvin and Hobbes fic. And, like, or, like, the... Chain um, of Flowers? Um, yep, Chain of Flowers, or um, the Indeterminate Place UK, okay. the one that, um, that we did together. Yes. And those are all, like, pretty, like, sort of somber, serious... Okay. Fix And I think I was curious about this, and so I was, like, looking through my AO3 page. And after I did, and most of, the vast majority of the podfix I had done up to that point were either just, like, extremely short or were, like, pretty, like, you know, somber in tone. And then after I did the drunk podfic, I had an ITPE podfic, and then the next two after that that I posted in fairly quick succession for me were um, the first oral not fic that I'd ever done. And then right after that, your Twitter fic <laughs> that I pod fic like, the same night you wrote yes. it on Twitter. Yes. Which is, like, a, so both the oral not fic and the, like, Twitter off-the-cuff, right. cute, fun, humorous thing were both very kind of, like, improvisational. I mean, obviously the oral not fic was, like, completely, because I was making up the story on the spot. Mm -hmm. But, like, your Twitter... Right. Your Twitter not was very, like, you know, it was just, like, going with... How the, much can we fit in 140 characters of right. the Food Network? Right, right. Well, and it was just also just very, like, like going with the flow with, like... I recorded that so fast, like, I didn't even, like... I didn't even really have time to think about how I was doing some of the, like... You know, since it was posted in tweets, how I was, like... <laughs> <clears throat> You're not taking a and, lot of time to get into their heads, so right. much as this is my... Well, and also just, like, purely, like, interpreting the text, because right. you had, like, emoticons and stuff, and I hadn't sat down, and I was like, this is how I'm gonna do this. I just, like, pulled out my mic, and I just, like, started recording, right. and whatever came out, like, I just kind of went with it. And that, for me, those were both posted about more than a year after I started pod faking, but that... I think for me was like a huge turning point in like the change in like the tone of my podfic catalog almost. So that makes me wonder, is it that posting the informal stuff just like made you feel like you could and it was like a release and like, okay, this is fine. I can do it. Or was it that you got a positive response to it? And because like, some, I mean, 
Some I know for me, I I end up choosing the stories to record that I choose. Sometimes not necessarily because they spoke to me so deeply, but because I recorded something like it and I got feedback on it and I want more feedback. And someone I mean, says, you're good at this. Right? Yes. And you're like, oh, I'm good at that. I, I should mean, do that. The, the yes. thing about it for me is that it, that was really interesting is like it wasn't conscious, but that was, I think, most of my pod fix before that were like, I've read stuff out loud my whole life, you know, I like, I was always the kid in actually one of my favorite stories that one of my good friends from high school has from our English class in ninth grade was, you know, we were in like a high level English class and like the teacher was always like, who wants to read this thing from the book out loud? And I was always the person who raised my hand and so she like always called on me so I ended up reading a lot of stuff out loud and my friend Nora had this story about like one day I was sick and so I wasn't in class and they were, she was like, okay, who wants to read this out loud? And everybody just kind of sat around and then somebody was like, Bess isn't here. <laughs> Who's going to do it? <laughs> so like, I've been reading stuff out loud for like ages and ages, but up until that point, I think most of the things that I had podficked were like me reading a story. And I feel like those more informal podficks were like, where I kind of like, turned a corner into like me being me performing a story if that makes sense i wonder if it has to do with your theater background i mean maybe. if like if like as your theater background you were like good performance or good acting is like the sad serious sort of drama but stuff the at thing first is, or the, no because the thing is that like i I mean, because I have a tech background. Like, my background is not but as a But you're a theater fan background. I guess that's what I meant, that that could shape, like, what you, for, for whatever reason, like, I know you have, you are not, as I know, you are not a lover of Andrew Lloyd Webber, and I don't think you're even like Rodgers and Hammerstein. Like, you like, like, the serious, deep stuff a lot of times in yeah. musicals, in theater, and I wonder if that, like, drove it first into, like, the kind of stories you were choosing to record. I mean... Maybe to some extent. I mean, I think partly, too, it was... Before that point, I hadn't really... Uh, and a lot of the stuff that I started doing after that, and now a lot of the stuff that to this day are the things that, like, I feel like things that I'm most well-known for in podfic communities and, and my stuff that's, like, gotten the best response is me podficking characters that... Are you? Yeah, that are <laughs> me, that are, like, you know... Octopus from text from Cephalot, Lady Tony. Pods. Yeah, gender swap Tony Stark, gender swap. I've done a couple of gender swap hockey players that are very much like me. And so I think that's kind of what I mean by like before that it was me reading a story out loud and like, you know, getting pulled along with body that story. But character. now I'm, yeah, it's like a much more because my theater background is not at all in performance. I wasn't thinking it of like, I am acting out this part. And I think after I did some of those informal fix and realized how fun it was to just sort of like talk in character, but like with a voice that still felt like my voice, I started gravitating much more to like zeroing in on characters that like I heavily identified with and, and podficking things that were specifically from that character's point of view. If you want to go back to Indeterminate Place for a sec. Okay, so I feel like for me, the thing that if you go through my catalog, crossovers are a thing that yeah, are, yes. are really, really big for me. Because you had said something earlier about having to, or wanting to think more about a story, right? And the big thing for me with crossovers is like, how the heck does that universe work? Mm -hmm. And when you do it right, the universe works perfectly. And it's like, here are 18 other facets of two things that I already really like, and now I'm going to get to go play with it some more. And uh, Indeterminate Place UK was this one with Buffy and World War Z. And I was coming at it from a Buffy perspective. Mm -hmm. And sort of like, it's not just a, here's a zombie AU, but like, how do these characters function in the focal lens of this other universe? So I really love the idea of being able to take this thing that you, you wouldn't really expect it to work and then bring it into like that extra dimension so that it does work. Mm -hmm. Which is basically why I want all of the crossovers of everything. <laughs> my, my small catalog of work. Um, it's not that small. She's not posting anywhere. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was mean. 
I mean, it's it's legit. You can say it every single time, and it doesn't get it posted, does it? She <laughs> um, produces a reasonable amount of podfic. She just forgets to cross-post it. It's fine. Or at all. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I started out, and I just I started to Awesome Ladies, right? And I did a bunch of little things, and I think it was because I wasn't sure if it was something that I was going to... It was something I liked the idea of, but, like, giving a lot of time to, you know? But I think the things that I find the most interesting and the most fun are, like, being a storyteller. So, like, in some ways, like, the narration. Like, I, I don't find... My, I don't think of myself as, like, a strong person for distinct character voices. Yeah, I mean, I think that if there is, like, what you're saying about voices that match yourself, like, if there's somebody who's a little bit sarcastic or who's a little bit, like, there are things that I find quite easy to do. I find, like, somebody like Styles quite easy to read, you know, because those tones are, maybe because those tones in themselves are a distinct tone, I guess. But if you get, like, one of those bandom fics where you have a bunch of people in it, you know, and, and there's six members of whatever band, I, I always found that hard to... To, to make it, yeah, I mean, or at least characters. I just didn't try that hard, you know, like, like, yeah. to me, it was more like you're reading a story and less like you were acting out the parts of those people. And I think that is a difference in the way people podfic. And I've always thought of myself on the narration storyteller side, rather than on the acting side. I'm I mean, like I mean that your monologue and description yeah, and stuff? yeah. I mean, I think like when I was a kid, I mean, I did do I did was in drama and whatever. But I also did a lot of like, being the narrator or being, you know, like, even when we did that fic last time we were all together, I remember I was the narrator <laughs> for, like... So yep, the online. But yeah. you know what's funny, like, just to come in for a second, is I wish I was good at narration. And when I hear people who are great at narration, like you or, like, Swiftly, they're so good. But when I read, I find narration fairly boring. And I, like, mm. I'll get through it so that I can get to the, the interactions talking. See, and when I read you, out loud, I can't not have that come through in my voice. Right. I, I mean, just like, my, care yeah, less that's about my, that part. My whole thing is, like, I can't, it's very difficult for me to actually read narration where I'm not sort of, like, inflecting it with some, like, emotion from the characters. Where, like, if it's, like, if it's, like, talking about, like, he was getting frustrated with blah, 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 then, like, I'm gonna, like, it comes through in yeah. my voice that, like, I'm, like, but I find, I, I mean, I find narration itself emotional like yeah. you know whatever yeah. like as you're telling a story i think that's like as you read it there's there's an emotion to the story itself to like what's happening beyond just the you know whatever what character is about to say and i think i was a narrator for the atropod as well now i'm thinking about it i, I kind think of think i who was find, who, who are great at narration they find these incredible things in narration mm-hmm. that i just somehow can't find and i think it's beautiful and I just want to collaborate with them all the time where they narrate stuff and then I can just do like the part that I feel like I'm a little bit better at and then like you know I think I think what it maybe is is like you know like listening to this and like talking about it is like people who are really really good at narration are coming at it where the emotion that they're bringing is their emotion that they're feeling about the story and I find it very difficult with the way that I podfic now to get out of the mindset of, like, I'm thinking about how the character is feeling about this, but not about how, like, I am feeling about the arc of this narration as I'm reading it as, like, a person who's reading a story. Yeah, I think I'm the other way around, because I think I think I do think of it as a story. I think that's what it is. It's 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 about where the emotion is coming from, the character versus you as a person who's reading it. And I don't think, like, I'm not saying, like, I don't think I'm bad at character voices, Mm -hmm. but I think, like, I don't, you know, like, yeah, it's not where my effort goes. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I I just think there's something different in the way you approach the story itself. And so I tend to like, like the podfics that I've enjoyed doing are longer, meatier ones where you kind of have a lot of that kind of reflection and, and more kind of, you know, world building and things like that. And it's fun to kind of really get into it and where there aren't as many voices. So you're not going to be kind of bogged down by that, I guess. But if you're doing a multi voice, I think it's really fun because then you don't have to worry about that. You are that person and you, then it's, then it's like an acting thing, mm-hmm. you know, then it does feel like you're acting, but I think I separate podfic and acting in my head. Like, I don't think there's the same thing to me. For me, this has all been like my whole like journey as a podfic or sort of yeah. has been this really interesting because I do actually have a background in theater. I used to work in theater when I was like a small child. Like I 
did actually like want to be an actor and that quickly got sidelined by um i got involved in the tech side of theater Mm. like very young when i was like 12 or 13 um before high school and i ended up working as a stage manager and a lighting designer and a lighting and sound tech so like the whole like performance aspect of it so you're coming at it from a sort of behind the scenes and not not just coming at it from like a tech (laughs) background but like as a stage manager i literally sat at table reads Mm -hmm. and like read the stage directions yeah like as a stage manager i was literally sitting there being the person who was the narrator not the actor and this whole journey of like going through and realizing that like the stuff that i really connect to in podfic is actually when i do embody a character and get really far inside their pov and like perform that as a character is the stuff that's actually the most rewarding for me so it's almost like coming full circle for me for for like Mm. coming back around to like i do enjoy being a performer like not just being the person who's like reading the stage directions or reading the narration that's so cool so this has made me think like on a couple things that have happened before like I think I approached, especially in the early days, far more from the narration point of view. Now I'm like moving around, but I don't want to get... But one of the things you mentioned earlier was like your niche when you started was like reading the sexy stuff. And that kind of surprised me because I never felt at any point that reading sexy podfics was taboo. Like one of the first, the very first podfic I attempted to do back in 2006, which has been lost and will never see the light. <laughs> that first fic that I recorded had a lot of sex in it, and some of my early stuff had sex in it, and it never even was a question that I would have trouble reading it. And a lot of people came later being like, oh my god, I don't know how to read this. Like, how can people read sex scenes? And I was just like, like the rest of it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I know it's having just like a words. very distinct, like, okay, and, and it wasn't even a, a really like, oh my god, this is so kinky and porny, like, story. It was, it was like 400 words of porn in a half an hour. It was not was even. It, was it that one girl, Kirk? No, it was before that. It was uh, a, uh, a Bones Kirk, um, Xena crossover. Okay. Because Bones I was also I thought it was Cuban. like Star Trek. But it was, was yeah, it was yeah. New Trek. Um, yeah. And then my reader's note at the end, I'm like, I hope this was real, still good for you guys as a whole, and, and please per, excuse my slightly embarrassed porn voice. And you can hear me, like baby chi- tiny me, being like, should I be embarrassed about this? Mm. And I did not have any of those feelings until I had been podpicking for at least a year, if not more. And after you already had a reputation? <laughs> this is when I posted that untitled King fake in American Idol. But the thing is, like, I just approached, like... You could be talking about, like, thrusting cocks and shit like that, and I would be like, it would just as much as, like, the waving green grass in the field, and I read them fairly similarly, because I had this, like, kind of narrator's perspective of, like, this is the rhythm that I read with, this is how it goes, and, like, I would put effort into the dialogue, but the, re- like, there's very little dialogue in sex scenes, that I felt like they were the e- they were super easy to record because you just had your rhythm and you go. See, this I mean, is what I was going to say, though, because when you were like, read it like the rest of it, I was like, no, to me, the entire point was how different it was. But of course, I never was reading it just like, you know, that sort of narrator thing. I was always reading it like to convey the to convey my experience and the character's experience of that thing. So yeah. to me reading a sex like pod a sex scene was nothing like pod a normal scene Ex- i mean the same sort of thing but like a much more sexual version you know it wasn't and just like the same i normal think i definitely aware of like this is the content you're like mm-hmm. like okay like I, okay this is a ridiculous story about how bones is secretly cupid from the greek pantheon and it's it's full <laughs> of crack and ridiculousness and that's great. I'm not thinking about it too much. I'm not thinking about it too hard except for the fact that I like that it's a crossover. And then I got to the last little bit and it was like, oh crap, now there's sex pollen. <laughs> I am really aware of the fact that there's sex pollen. And that was me when I started recording Kinky Fic. And, and Kinky Fic is one when, like, I read it, I try and embody it, which can be a little ridiculous as I'm doing, like, sex noises alone <laughs> in my, my recording studio being like, yes, yes. And I'm like, wait, that's too breathy. <laughs> Dude, it's Fandom. more of a thrust to it. Fandom yes. cards. Yes! 
fandom cards against humanity card trying to record porn noises in character. <laughs> but so yeah, like, that card exists. And it's it's ridiculous. But that was like a perfect demonstration of exactly what it's like. Going from yes, yes, and like, no, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it's totally true. And like, because I always came at the sex scenes from much more like, what are the characters' emotions and how can I convey that through like how I'm reading it. But like, I didn't have any shame about the sex scenes because I just don't yeah, I don't have, have any shame. I just do not have I got shame. over it. Well, I was going to say I don't have shame, but then half this, this talk has been <laughs> about my shame, so maybe no. I should... No, I mean, like, I just blatantly... I actually... I still have that blooper somewhere for the podfic that I never finished, but it was, like, a really, really porny, supernatural wincest fic. Um, yeah. And I was, like, in the middle of recording a sex scene when my old roommate... This was back when I lived with Ben came home and he is not a fandom person at all and he was just like so i'm like in the middle of talking about how like dean like thrusts into sam's hole and like blah 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 and then like and then like ben <laughs> and, like there's a door opening sound and ben like walks in and he's like what are you doing that happened once and i was just like oh hi like like it just Totally I was recording like, like a prostitute fic, oh my and my God. And I record and I was building my recording studio at the time, <laughs> so I'm like, it's gonna be quieter if I do it at my parents' house, and there was like a deadline involved, <sighs> and my I could hear my dad like sneak down, and I like stop, and he's like, oh, you can keep reading, I'll be really quiet. I'm like, no, you're too noisy, <laughs> you need to leave. <laughs> well, I mean, like I. I, I used to listen to Podfic on, like, the hipster law firm yes. speakers, and, like, the lawyers would, like, come back, and they'd be like, because I have no shame, so I was just like, yeah, like, it's easier to listen on the speakers than to have to, like, plug, deal with my old headphones and everything. And then they'd, like, come back from lunch, and I'd, like, go to pause it, and they're like, oh, no, you can listen to whatever you want, you can leave it going, and I was like, okay. And then he keeps going for ten minutes, and is talking about how, like... Merlin really does. He thinks he has a nice cock, and he would just like somebody to come to the screen and suck it. And like, yeah, <laughs> no. Then the, and then the guys like didn't say anything when I turned it off after that. <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't have any shame about any of that. Like, I don't, I don't have any problem. The with one those time I do remember stuff. having shame, it was because I used to record in my living room, and I have roommates, and they generally weren't in the room; they were upstairs or downstairs. But they could definitely hear me, and I didn't care because they're fanish roommates. But like. Actually, the American Idol undercover one. Oh, yeah. Um, where I, like, there's some amusing bloopers in there, because, like, at one point I couldn't, re- I didn't realize that Chris only had one cock, but <laughs> I just kept wanting to pluralize it. Or, actually, this is cock tip, so maybe he was forked. I don't know. <laughs> but in it, there was, like, some dirty talk, and that was when, like, that was probably the first time that I squirmed my way through a podfic recording is, crap, I need to do dirty talk. And at one point, like, I tried it a couple times, and I just, like, kept breaking into giggles. And finally, I was like, nope, that's it. And I shut it down. And I had to wait until the next day to calm down enough <laughs> to actually be able to read it. Because I was just getting so flustered of, like, how do you read way? dirty talk? Because, <laughs> I mean, there is something it's about hard dirty sometimes. talk. Where, like... like because there's a thing about dirty talk where you're like, in the moment, it's like, oh, yes, that's so sexy. And then you're like, you actually just said this, and that is ridiculous <laughs> and not sexy at all. See, but in the moment, it can be. And, and here's the thing. I actually find it much harder to, like, do both sides of dirty talk, like, switching yeah. back and forth. Some of the er- easiest dirty talk I ever recorded was that Haytel podfic that we did, KLV. The Yes, I love for you. And, like, I just felt like you it was were just, just like trying to flirt with me over the phone. It was so was, easy. Like, it was, it, it was, just felt so natural. It was fun. It was like you know. Yeah. No, and that was like that was like way easier than any other like porny like dirty talk scene I've ever tried to record where I have to like record both parts of it and because switch back you and have forth. to like differentiate the voices without yeah. making either of them sound inauthentic, and so you and have to like you have to think about so sometimes, much more sometimes. I I have contemplated like doing two recordings of it where like I only read one person's reaction and listen to the other huh. in my head. I've been then... contemplating that for years, doing an entire fic because doing yeah. just like all of one character voice 
and then going back through and reading all of the other characters' lines, maybe even a different day to like capitalize, or yeah. like in a different room yeah. to capitalize on the way that like every time you try to do a re-record, your voice sounds completely like horribly different and it never sounds smooth <laughs> and then like do the narration a third day but i've never done it that would be fun that sounds I keep like wanting so much work that's exactly why i haven't done yeah. it that it seems like, like so, so much, much work. work i don't know if it would be though because you could Although line them you up get something if really you interesting as far as have you done a multi-voice podfic where you just do well i know you have because you did that one for me but you were the narrator but I, I've been doing this multi-voice podfic um, where I'm just doing, like, the dialogue for one character. Right. And even though it's super long, e- each each scene, each chapter, like, my recording is, like, five minutes or less. Because just pulling out the dialogue is easy. So it would be, like, probably, like, five to ten minutes in one character, five to ten minutes in the other, like, a different day. You probably And then, get like, all really, the narration. Like, if you were listening to, like, your first audio bits and like doing the second person's responses like in response to what you just heard you'd probably get a really authentic like conversation it feel would be to very it. interesting i don't even know if i would but it would be fun that would be like a fun thing to do that's something we should talk about the experimental thing mm-hmm. you know? yeah. it's like indeterminate uk indeterminate place UK. yeah we did that as like sort of I did the questions, and then there, if, there was the response, and like yeah, it was I did, yeah, you I was the, the interviewer, so yeah. I yeah, I recorded the questions, but I think you recorded your responses before you heard my recording, them, right? Yeah. I've really found like shockingly having done some of these, and especially the Glee multi voice one, where a lot of people mm-hmm. sent in their lines. Most of the time, people never listen to each other at all, but they record different sides of a conversation. And it comes out just fine. Mm-hmm. Somehow, if both people are just being themselves, they don't have to have heard the other person in order to sound Make really sound good like to the a, listener okay. at the end. And I mean, most writing provides enough context clues in dialogue tags that you know that, like, you're not going to have someone, like, crying through a conversation right. when, like, all of the dialogue tags are yelled angrily type thing. Yeah. The only that, thing it might help with is the editing. Because if you listen to it and you did the second round, yeah, just like timing, then you could literally just put the two tracks below each other and it would, you know, you would have recorded it that way. So it'd be perfect. Okay. So we're getting close to time. Yeah. We should wrap this up. Do we have closing thoughts? Did you? I think uh, just going back to what the question you had initially posed about sort of looking at your catalog and how you've changed. I've also noticed sort of like the fix that I'm picking, like my standards for what I will podfic have narrowed in. Like, like I've focused in on like, this is the thing that I enjoy. I am only looking at these things. I'm only, you know, like I was really much more broad spectrum my first Mm -hmm. year or two of podfic. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, these are the things I like and I'm narrowing in. And now my, my guidelines are a lot more structured. So much good fix. So little time. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm a little bit choosier, I think, about what I'll record. I know one of the things that I definitely do now, and I've done it for years, but, like, absolutely every fic that I read is auditioning for the part of my next part, podfic. Yeah. And, you know, I can't really even turn that off. Even sometimes I'm like, this would, I could never podfic for these reasons. Yes. I still end up being like, you know, oh, half of this is in a language that I can never pronounce like I don't want to try and <laughs> it's running in the back of your head right like but I can't say this word like, so how can I do this and sometimes I'll have like oh but this would be a really cool way of dealing with this one thing that would be really hard to to podfic and I do that with every fic that I read regardless of whether I have actually any interest in recording it or not I think once you turn that on, it's really hard to turn mm. it off. Well, it's really it is, useful because it, it gives you an idea of like, like sometimes I'll fall in love with a fic and I'll be like, this would make a great pod fic by someone else. <laughs> <laughs> and I think if you have that on and you're, you're doing the thing where you're kind of like reflecting back on the stuff that you pod fic to like notice stuff about yourself, you know, yeah. where you're at in life. You can kind of do that reflection without making the podfic if you don't have a lot of time to podfic. Yeah. Because you're like, this is when I would podfic. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that fits. That or like, fun. or like, huh, I wonder what it is about this one that's like good for me right now. So moving on to Rex. I would like to Rex celebrate the me yet to come, written by Vera, read by Revolutionary Joe. It's a Ghostbusters podfic. It's mostly a Holtzman character study. 
and it's told in Holtzman's point of view. Uh, I was just saying to Bess that maybe I haven't listened to Joe's podfic for a couple ah. years because we haven't really crossed fandoms, but I was just so impressed with the quality of it, the character voices. I just love this fandom right now, and I feel like she just nailed everybody. The narration, like, I don't know. It's just all so warm and thoughtful, and um, I listened to it. I listened to it again the next day. I am keeping it on my phone, and I don't listen to Podvik all that much, but I want to listen to this one over and over again. Um, the pairing is Holtzman and Aaron. I just really enjoyed seeing everything that Joe did with it. So we were talking a little bit earlier today about um, some of us were having a recent like kind of X-Men first class renaissance. And um, so I've recently been listening to an older pod fic um, by Croissant Katie of Paperclip Bitches Fic. If you liked the book, you'll hate the movie. And, I mean, I'm a little bit biased here because, like, I adore this fic. I was, like, an early beta on this fic, and it's, like, such a great fic. But, like, Katie does such an amazing job, like, pulling the sort of, like, walking the the weird line that um, a lot of the characters are at in this fic. Of, it's a high school AU, and it's about a lot of high school kids with a lot of, like fucked up problems and and she does such an amazing job of walking this sort of like vulnerable emotional line between like closed off and like you know just like wanting to be accepted and oh I don't it's she does such a good job with it I love it I love the pod fic I love the fic you should definitely listen to it so yeah or if you like the book you'll hate the movie um read by croissant katie written by paperclip bitch all right I have a couple since I listened to Podfic on my commute to and from work, which, while significantly shorter than it was two years ago, is still a bit of ch- a chunk of time. So, first up, Things We Know by Heart, read by Carpe History, written by Prolix. This is a Star Wars uh, episode, what are we on now? Seven. Seven. TFA <laughs> fic. It, yeah, it's a, yes, it's a Force Awakens one. And it's listed as Poe Finn, but it's really, really about Finn as he's going from Stormtrooper to I'm a person. And the we had talked a little bit earlier today about sort of the, the difference between, like, character-driven versus narration-driven. And this is so much a narration-driven story that the way Carpe History just delivers it, it feels like one of those fics where, like, maybe I wouldn't have gotten so much out of it if I'd read it first rather than listened to it first. And Carpe History gives this really visceral it's not quite finn's internal monologue but it's like these are the things finn knows here's a bullet point list here these are the things that finn knows on dakar you can hear the sort of the almost the changing cadence between finn as a stormtrooper and finn as finn and then uh this sort of goes along the line of like Stormtroopers defecting and becoming people, and how does the Resistance cope with that? But it's mostly, mostly about Finn becoming Finn. And it's just a really, really good story, and Carpe History gives this really great narration. There's like four lines of dialogue. The rest of it is narration, and it's so good. So that one you should check out. Alright, next up, I have the podfic Kiddo, read by Dangerous Kami Subversive. Based on the fic by Dangerous Commie Subversive. Huh, I, I didn't realize that at first. <laughs> it is a Young Avengers Marvel Cinematic Universe crossover. And the idea on this story is... I usually think of those as like a fusion rather than a crossover. Because it's kind of all... Same universe, but like slightly different characterizations. Right, right. Okay, we can call it fusion. That works. It's a pairing is Teddy Billy... And Loki, original character. The original character is the supervillain, who is Loki's high priest of chaos, but also Loki's boy toy. And, well, okay, so Billy is having emotions about being a magic user and dating a shapeshifter and how do I sort of balance my... I don't have a gay Yoda because I can't talk to Captain America on all this. So... 
they call a timeout basically on one fight with this uh, supervillain, and then Teddy starts talking to him because he's Loki's boyfriend and he's dating a shapeshifter and he's a magic user, and then it becomes like this really great like exploration of uh, Billy's self and his developing relationship with Teddy, and also sort of it's a neat look into some characters that like he get, he gets a grown up friend who helps him figure out who he is. And it's just a really, I really like the story and there's like some good snappy dialogue stuff and Loki's like, I call you names because I love you. You know, I, I tell you I'm going to turn you into a frog because I love you. Stuff like that. And it's just like a really, I really enjoyed it. I haven't listened to a lot of stuff with Young Avengers in it. So seeing this sort of take on those kids was super fun. And uh, next I've got Bruce Wayne banned from Walmart. A Snapchat compilation, <laughs> written by Unpretty and read by Twilight Angel. Somebody pod fix that. Yes, it's amazing. Oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> Sorry, it was <laughs> my favorite words. I had to formerly DM in the background here. <laughs> Emphatically I, seconding this wreck. It sounds like I uh, had actually showed formerly DM the Tumblr post that this is based on, and it's amazing. Oh my god, it's. Definitely one of those, like, multimedia use kind of stories. They're talking about Tim's oh. Snapchat. Oh, my God. Tim's Snapchat is full of Bruce Wayne making dad jokes. Oh, my God. Tim's Snapchat is full of Bruce Wayne being confused about things like Walmart. Oh, my God. And then it's Tim's Snapchat story of Bruce Wayne in Walmart. <laughs> and it's just the most glorious thing. And the way, okay, so I've been a fan of Twilight Angels since I hear it. Which, we'll call that half a wreck, because it's not really my full wreck, but I absolutely recommend you listen to it. It's like eight hours of Lex Luthor developing near moon it's, powers. Through it's the- one of the most interesting, like, early, early uses yeah. of really interesting use of incorporating music yes. into Podfake oh, to, like, so actually great. enhance the text. Because he has the superpowers through music, so why not pull that into the Podfake? Yeah, no, she did a really, really good job it's of so that. so great. And Twilight Angel has this really sort of, I don't want to say dry, but like, you're, you're sort of it's, like... It's a, it's a very like restrained sort yes, of humor. Yes, Does it so well in this one. Oh. There are, there's like, she put these pauses in between each individual Snapchat like piece. <sighs> oh. And you feel like Tim's looking at the camera like on office. Like... <laughs> Jim on the office dot Jeff. Like you feel like and it's there's no sound effects in this one. It's not like uh, cell phone noises or or audio clips or anything like that, but it feels like the auditory equivalent of me watching somebody's Snapchat story and it's so good. Oh my god. I I am going to go listen to this it's like immediately. So... This sounds amazing. Like I was making faces on the subway while I was listening and it's beautiful. And the last one I have is Professional Werewolf Witch, which is a Teen Wolf podfic written by a Reptilian Raven and read by Joy to the World. Now, this one I think is Joy to the World's first podfic, but for a first podfic, this is like freaking amazing. I really enjoyed, there's some intro outro music by uh, Marianas Trench, the song Stutter. And now I can't help but associating that song with Derek Hale, the werewolf witch proprietor of a magic shop who just doesn't have time for your nonsense. And it's so great, because Styles is just like, okay, I'm a magic apprentice, whatever, and also I am going to embarrass myself forever because I'm going to ask for dumb things in the magic shop because magic is weird. And then, like, there's cute romance and stuff, and Laura shows up and has a good time, and uh, she's just making fun of Derek the whole way, so, and I love that. I love that a lot. And just the, the story, Joy to the World, could have gone really over the top with Derek's grumpiness and Styles awkward, but they didn't. The way they handled it was really, like, Styles' inner monologue was like, oh, oh crap, I did the thing. Why did I do the thing in front of the hot guy? And it's so good to me. It's so good for me to listen to. That's beautiful. So that is our episode for this month. I hope we had a lot of fun. It was super great sitting in a circle doing this. Thank you to KLB, Rena, and Betsy Boo. Thanks so much to uh, Jen and Lindsay for letting us take over their podcast <laughs> this week or this month. 
and uh, hopefully we'll see a bunch of you at Podfication real soon. Hey! And have a good night. Bye! Bye! Bye!